The Ringer Reality TV Podcast is the home for all things unscripted TV. The feed will feature challenge recaps with Johnny Bananas, Bachelor in Paradise recaps from Amelia Wedemeyer, and a weekly survey of the reality TV landscape with Juliet Littman and Callie Curry. And much more coverage across the reality spectrum from Survivor to Below Deck to Selling Sunset. Check out the Ringer Reality TV Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Apply for Apple Card in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Daily cash is available via Apple Cash Card issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, or as a statement credit. Terms and more at applecard.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, it's a Prestige TV podcast. My name is Bill Simmons. I'm here with Joe House. Curb Your Enthusiasm, the 11th season. 11 seasons. First episode, popped last night. House, for some reason, these episodes are 40 minutes now. I'm not complaining, but Larry just said, fuck it, I'm supersizing these. I'm a very good man. I'm a good man. I'm a, I'm a very good man, Bill Simmons. Not just 11 seasons, 11 seasons across 20 years. We've had Larry David in our lives for 20 years, the longest running uh, series on HBO. And I will say for me, we came out firing on all cylinders. I know we're going to go through it in, in, yep. in, in depth, but I, w- I just want to talk about the very, very, very beginning because... The way the show began, I was nervous. It made me nervous. It made me uncomfortable. I felt like we were headed in a direction that was atypical and uncommon direction for the show and for Larry David. It felt like a fever dream. I felt like we were in a dream. And and then lo and behold, bang, we flip into uh, exactly what, what, what transpired, which was a dead person in his pool. Yeah, I was thinking either a fever dream or he had like a COVID break-in, like yes. somebody breaking into his house for supplies or something. Right. You're right. It was an unsettling start. And then all of a sudden he's with Jeff and it's like, all right, well, where are we going with this? Um, the big the big picture theme, it seems like, is Larry getting old. Yeah. It seems like he, and this has been two years since the uh, last season, so- you know, he looks older, especially like, you know, HBO Max, when you have 20 years of episodes, same characters, same settings. And especially for people like us who will watch season one, season two, and you're just, those are the people frozen in time, almost like athletes. When you have like a young athlete and you see an athlete 20 years later, you're like, oh, you've changed. Larry does seem like an old guy at this point. He embraced it. 
he leaned into it. And it seems like that's going to be the theme of the season is like, am I slipping? Am I losing a little bit? Right. Well, and, and yes, the, and the broader themes of, of death and mortality across, I mean, we, it was this, this episode was replete with it. The episode began with a dead person and then we were treated to, uh, um, the fake funeral. The fake funeral, Albert Brooks. God, I, speaking of a senior moment, I couldn't get Albert Brooks out. Albert Brooks, look, the one of the plot lines revolves prominently about Albert Brooks wanting to host his own funeral so that he can have everybody say nice things about him while he's still alive. Then we talk about, you know, Larry uh, Feeble. He, he he's he's losing, you know, some of his virility. And well, then he, he wants to know a window. He yeah. plops. JB. What is JB after the wine plops? And then he walks into the winner. He's like, he's got one more. He's got one, one more, more before he goes well, to the nursing home. That's right. You two feebles. You can't yeah. have three feebles. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's going to be the theme because then you have another character who had, he might have dementia. He might not. It might be a conditional dementia. <laughs> Seems it like it, whenever it suits him, it's dementia. But it then could be like, it could be like Ben Simmons mental health. Right, right. It's whatever it suits him in the moment, it works. Susie called him out on it and was like, "You gave me a lifetime guarantee. I'm getting my, uh, I'm getting my diamond back." And that's how that went. So the biggest surprise for me was Albert Brooks because he's Super Dave's brother. This was Super Dave's territory. This was one of the things he had carved out. There's, depending on who you talk to, I'm not sure how close the brothers were. I think it was pretty competitive. I've heard various stories on this, whether they didn't talk at all, they barely talk, stuff like that. And the general consensus is that Albert Brooks now being in Curb in a Funkhousery type role, Super Dave somewhere is like, you got to be kidding me. What the hell? This is my, my turf. You're on my turf. So it was really interesting that Larry played that card. I was surprised. It felt so successful, though. It's felt yes. so natural. They have an unbelievable rapport. It's obvious. It feels like we're going to get a ton of Albert Brooks this season. I'm here for it. I mean, the way the first season, the first episode ended was the two of them dateless because of the circumstances right. that befell each of them over the course of the episode. At, at a uh, an orchestra performance, a symphony performance where they play the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. It was really for, a for wonderful- For three minutes. Yeah, I loved it so much. Those two sitting together and they were enjoying each other's company. So do you think Albert Brooks, he basically, because it, it's almost like he moved more into the Richard Lewis role than the Marty Funkhauser role because Larry was never really friends with Marty. He was more like, it was like a family type foil situation. Lewis was his buddy, his really close friend. So I don't know, did he trade out Richard Lewis and Super Dave for Albert Brooks and maybe threw in like two first rounders? Maybe so, because Albert Brooks had Larry speak first at the fake funeral and yeah. Larry immediately makes Albert regret it because Larry will not play along with the stupid conceit that and, and, and pretend that Albert is dead. Uh, he makes five jokes about Albert being alive and the fact that everybody is going to see him to, to great enthusiasm out of the assembled audience. Well, it makes me, I guess Richard Lewis is fine. I was, I was Googling him to make sure he, cause it seemed like that would have been the Richard Lewis part. Sure. Richard Lewis would have had a funeral, but Albert Brooks moved in, but all basically all the same stuff he could do with Richard Lewis, like his older friend, Jewish neurotic. He could basically get all the Richard Lewis stuff done. It's just with Albert Brooks, one of like the great comic minds of the last 50 years. So he was like, probably fuck it. I'm going to mix it up. 
pretty good. I'm happy to have it. I mean, it was a welcome uh, surprise. I deliberately did not do any research whatsoever before the episode because I just wanted yeah. to be surprised by Me too. the faces I didn't read and the anything. names. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I saw somebody had the poster of all the faces and I'm like, I'm not looking at it. I don't want to know anything. I knew John <laughs> Hamm was in it because I accidentally saw a commercial, but other than that, I saw nothing. So as usual, we had five stories. Usually there's four, but we have 40 minute episodes. The big stories were Larry pitching a new Netflix show about Uncle Mo. So now we have Uncle Mo on Succession <laughs> and we have him on Enthusiasm. I, w- I wondered about that. God, it made me nervous. I thought there was a, some pedophilia that was yeah. going to come out as part of it. Maybe maybe there still will be. It's a rough rough run on HBO for the real life Uncle Mo's. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody who just has an Uncle Mo. He's like, what did I do? Yeah. I'm getting murdered left and right. So he's pitching a new show to Netflix. So that was one. I guess that was the A story. The B story was the fences around the pool and this break and he had, and then well, dealing the with, yeah, the death <laughs> and the extortion plot. So that's a B yes. story. The C story was kind of COVID hoarders, which Wonderful. they lay all the groundwork for it, come back to it. The D story was friends with dementia and Larry and Larry getting old basically and all of those pieces. And then the live funeral. So we had an A, B, C, D and an E plot. What was your favorite out of those five? Um, the, the F plot, which is Leon. I mean, I, I, how, because this is going to be a recurring thing. I, I was, you know, I always enter a, the, a, a new season like this, wondering what kind of a dose am I going to get of my beloved characters? Right. Cause yes. I, I, I need Leon. Are you, it's been well-established between us as we've talked about this show over the years. We, we just, you know, can't get enough of him. And he is a foil for Larry. It's just uh, a, a majestic interplay between the two, the, 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 the two cultures coming together and, and Leon as a truth teller in, in the show. And once again, playing a magnificent role in that respect, the scene of Leon and Albert Brooks telling Larry that him walking into the glass meant that he was not going to have sex with Lucy Liu. That was wonderful. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. We were going to have Leon. Leon found himself uh, a replacement for a trip to Asia that he um, paid for with a GoFundMe for a campaign. <laughs> for Megan or whoever. Yeah. Mary Ferguson. A Mary woman, Ferguson. He was dating a woman named Mary Ferguson. She walked into a glass window. She's feeble. He's She's out. Glass door, glass window, whatever it was. He had to kick her to the curb and... He 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 interviews a whole series of potential replacement Mary Fergusons, and in the brilliance of of the show and, and Curb, they run simultaneously Larry's audition of the role of a of a young lady in his Young Larry Netflix program that has to go to the extortionist's daughter, right? I forgot to mention that the show is called Young Larry. I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> young Larry. Who we would, have Young Rock and Young uh, yeah. Sheldon, right? <laughs> Who would buy Young Larry? Uh, I wrote as favorite scenes. I One of the scenes I had was JB, Larry, and AB all together. And my single favorite part was with JB Spoof called Albert Brooks AB. That fucking killed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, AB. Uh, I just love the three of them in a scene. Like to me, that could have, if we can do that every once an episode for 10 straight episodes, I'm in. It feels like that's possible. I mean, the way that everything's set up. Um, I want to share with you something that uh, really affected me. And it is this character, Mary Maria Sophia. 
Maria Sophia Fs me up. There is something about her physical presence, her gesticulations, the way she is approaching this, this, the actress is approaching the character. However, she's inhabiting this character. The bug eye, the bug eye kind of thing she does. It was great. It's effing me up, Bill Simmons. It's making me fearful. I can't tell if she's doing a faux sexuality. Every time she speaks, I'm worried that she's going to say something. It just is very disconcerting. The Maria Sophia experience. You're worried about ulterior motive in some way with her. Everything. I, I, everything about her concerns me. Yeah, it's it doesn't bode great. And also, he, it seemed like during the audition, he did have some really good actresses. So now he probably cast somebody who's going to screw up young Larry and we won't get to see young Larry. I hope we get to do like a table read for young Larry. I'd like to see fake scenes for young Larry. <laughs> young Larry, it's so stupid. Um, the, uh, the best scenes... We mentioned the JB, Larry, and AB all together. Larry confronting dementia guy. They, it just comes out of the gate in six minutes. He's in the Brentwood convenience mart, whatever it is. It just goes in and those guys just start screaming at each other because we had to have that. Let me ask you this. like The prevailing sentiment that I encountered on the social medias afterwards, folks are on Larry's side with this. Like, you know, the... the he can't be completely in the wrong, Larry. The guy owes him six thousand bucks, and it's right. been six months. Like, on the face of it, like no, no communication whatsoever from the guy. Like, he did, did the dementia just occur in the six months between the time they went on the golf trip and when Larry encountered him again? Or do we think the guy had dementia? This did because because Susie he even has dementia. Call them out. I, yeah, I that almost think I think that could have been a subplot of. Maybe for a future episode, as if this guy's actually faking it for whatever reason. It was a classic curb scene, though, because, you know, super uncomfortable topic. Larry goes in full speed. He's kind of half right, but still shouldn't be as aggressive as he is. It gets turned on him. And somehow he's the bad guy in a situation when he was actually in the right when he approached it. And we've seen this how many times in a hundred Curb episodes or whatever. Well, and and in the brilliance that is Curb, of course they have another encounter. The, yeah. the guy tells him, the next time I see you at the club, I'll have a check for you. So Larry bumps into him at the golf club, walks up to the guy, is like, yay, great to see you. Last time we saw each other, you told me you stroked me a check here at the club. We're seeing each other. Can can we can we just resolve this? And the dude's like, Larry, yeah, where, I, what's going I wrote on? you that check. I wrote you the check. I gave you the check. Well, part of me wondered if Larry, maybe they're setting up that it's actually Larry who has dementia. Oh no, Larry was his third feeble. He does have to go into the nursing home. He's misremembering. Well, that's the thing because, well, first he remembered what the guy was wearing. So I was like, well, that theory's wrong. But then near the end, he said, didn't I compliment you for your driver? I said it was, and the guy's like, no. And then Larry's like, oh, maybe it was somebody else. So then I'm wondering if this whole season is under the lens of Larry actually might have onset dementia. Oh, shit. I hope not. Because this is why I was unsettled by the very beginning. Like the yeah. fil- the, the cinematography has him like in bed and hearing something and it felt very dreamy. And when he walked downstairs, there is um, a mist that's rising from the pool and the whole thing felt, felt like dreamy. I will tell you this. I did see uh, a quote from uh, the, the director is, I think it's the director showrunner. I'm not sure. Jeff Schaefer. Yep. He says this season, like other seasons, it's a, it's a thousand piece puzzle made up of 10 
100 piece puzzles. Mm. And he promises that, that, that everything will come together in a nice completed puzzle of pettiness and awkward vengefulness at the end. But wow. if each, well, like think of that 10, 100 piece puzzles building up to a thousand piece puzzle. We're going to go in a lot of different directions before we get to a conclusion that makes any sense. Right. Well, we still had, we had some of our favorites. We got our guy, JB. Thank God. Who's already on an MVP pace right now. We got some great Jeff. I always like when he sides with Larry against his wife, but never in front of his wife like that. Cause that was one of the other best scenes I had was Susie C-plop, which was really funny. And all time. And leading to Larry walking into the window, which just made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> that was my daughter's favorite part. And then Lucy Liu just being horrified. I also love that Lucy Liu is cast in it. Looked great, by the way. Oh um, my God. I'm yeah, so great glad job you said it. What a comeback, Lucy. Hadn't seen her in a while. When we were talking about not doing any research in advance and just wanting to be surprised, she was one of the top surprises and I was knocked, my socks were knocked off by the whole thing. I was so happy to see her. You could tell me any age for her and I'd believe it. You could tell me she's 70. You could tell me she's 40. I agree. I mean, she was in Charlie's Angels 20 years ago. I have no idea, but she's just timeless. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the C-pop was great. So we got some good Susie and we got some good Jeff kind of playing both fences with Susie and Larry. We didn't get Cheryl, your favorite in this episode. One of your favorites. Well, we know um, we're I don't know if she's her. lingering. We know we'll see her at some point. Yeah, we know we see it. We're going to see her. And then obviously we didn't get Super Dave because he passed away in real life, but they've now replaced him with Albert Brooks, which Fantasy was saying on Twitter last night was Curb just like, that was like their Durant in 2016 Warriors moment where they're like, we're adding Albert Brooks. I don't, I think we could sit here for 20 minutes and try to think of better people for, to add to the show than Albert Brooks. And it would be hard to come up with like four other people. I agree. I mean, he just hits so many aspects of, of what Perfect. the show over the 20 years, you know, the identity of the show. He has like all of the core elements that are, that are crucial to, to the success. Well, you had the fake funeral scene when he gets outed as the COVID hoarder. And he's on the balcony and they're all yelling at him. <laughs> and he kind of like sneak, sneak throws it in as they're leaving. He's like, come back. I have flu shots. He just like <laughs> threw was, it. And he might get them all back with the flu shots. Who knows? That closet was so funny. I was dying. There was so much Purell in there. <laughs> the, 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 the paper towels and the bath tissue was what did it for me. And then the other funny scene was just J.B. Smoove interviewing the Mary Fitzgeralds and settling Jeffrey Day to Laker. Mary Ferguson. Mary, Mary Ferguson. Ferguson. Jeffrey Day Laker. No. Did you ever date a Clipper? I didn't date a Clipper. <laughs> That's the answer. That's great. And then she's in and it seems like God only knows where that well, one's going to go. The clincher was him saying, you know, say the two of us end up on a deserted island. And, you know, things go. She interrupts him. Yeah, I thought you eat me. (laughs) Yeah, I would let you eat me. Bam, that's it. (laughs) All the interviews are done. So the funniest bits, the young Larry thing was great. The the whole thing with the name Don Jr. And then tied into Netflix. So Netflix doesn't really look like that. Like they made Netflix look like Dr. Evil's compound. (laughs) The, the The lead creative executive named Don Jr. So you could read between the lines on that one. They even... Take some John Jr. shots. Then he has, he's in like the $25,000 suit in his office in his chair, just like sitting back, nodding like a TV character. And then he's got his creative team, which checks every box. Oh, sitting, spectacular. Sitting on the couch, saying nothing other than just laughing. And then they accept this pitch in five seconds. So I feel like Larry was, 
trying to do a drive-by shooting of Netflix pretty overtly, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, right. Oh, that's interesting. Because the assembled group that was in the executive office. No, just office. Like, that, like, Don, like specifically Don Jr. Like that that type young, of executive. Yeah. yeah Pretending yep, yep. that he cared about a diverse team. Didn't listen to them at all. Um, right. His name's Don Jr. So he has the same name as Trump. He listened to the pitch and greenlit it in two seconds, like just a jackass. <laughs> and it seemed like Larry, I felt like that scene Larry is trying to say a little more there. Um, the seat plopping was just a really good bit. That's happened to all of us. The drop of the kids off at the pool conversation. Long, long good one. one. I was surprised by that. <laughs> Went a little honestly, too long, but I like the whole kind of the, what bathrooms are on limits, off limits, I thought was great. It's, it's an important conversation that does resonate. You have to have in that kind of circumstance, a bathroom that's, that's a permitted bathroom or a set of permitted bathrooms. And then at least one that's completely off limits to anybody else. I totally, uh, that, that makes perfect sense to me. And I happen to subscribe to that. Yeah, I know with nephew Kyle, we definitely have a bunch of you rooms off limits. Yeah, you have we have bathrooms, bunch of rooms, multiple rooms that he's not allowed to be in. Not even non-bathrooms are off limits now. Um, <laughs> and then um, the, the bit of losing your sexual appeal for a dumb reason I thought was pretty funny. Well, it wasn't a dumb reason. Like the way he banged himself on the head and then fell down and was like, you know, moaning. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I, I get it. I'm with Lucy on this. Like she gets him a glass of water when they're at the funeral. I just want to make sure you're in good, good shape for when you go up to do this. <laughs> she kisses like, him on the forehead on the end of the date. It, all she's of it was a caregiver. Great. She's a caregiver. Yeah. She, she transformed. Um, I, I, I want to um, ask your opinion of something. Yeah. The one plot line. That again, it's it's very disconcerting to me, this Mary Maria Sophia character. Yeah. Why do you think that Larry, upon receiving the envelope with the obvious extortion plot inside of it, which is, you know, here's the ordinance circled in red, uh, and then scribbled in red, let's talk, and here's the address. Why is it that Larry himself physically drives himself in his car? arrives at a taqueria and and not only does he like size the whole thing up he goes right in and he's looking for whoever it is that is obviously going to extort him and he's what like on it? the defensive yeah, why is larry doing any of those things why didn't he take the envelope and and burn it why didn't he give it to the police like wh what is it the, about larry that we've learned over all these years. Why is he the one going right into the taqueria and confronting the extortionist? I think he absolutely would have brought Jeff if you're staying true to the show. I also, that rule of the pool, the rule is if you have kids, at least that's my, I might be wrong, but this one, my, my wife was like, that's not a rule. The rule is if you have kids in your house, you have to have a fence around the pool. But Larry doesn't have kids, which he said, and they're like, no, no, you have to have it for... But either way, you get something like that. You're going to either the police or you're going to Jeff, something, you know, you're doing one of those two. Here's the other thing, though. The guy broke into his house. Yeah. He, he committed... It could have been armed robbery. We don't know if he had a weapon, but it was at least robbery. Well, and if he stole anything uh, worth at least a thousand bucks or caused a thousand dollars worth of damage, that's a felony. Punishable, uh, you know, by at least a year in prison. I don't, I, I guess the answer is it's curb. They needed something, you know, to, they needed a launching pad for some sort of running plot, right? Which is going to be this young Larry thing. 
And this somehow, even though it was perfect and it got greenlit in two seconds, it still has this now Achilles heel of this person who shouldn't be on the show. I mean, I mean the conceit is wonderful. And I really don't mean to be like, no, I'm with you. It's, how can it's, we create the perfect connection and connect all the dots for, for, for a logic and internal logic of this that makes sense? I mean, it's freaking curb. So it's, it's okay that it doesn't all make sense and doesn't all square with whatever the local ordinance is in Santa Monica or whatever. It's fine. I'm willing to look past all of that stuff. I just felt like there was an opportunity with at the front end of the extortion to spend some time building out the extortion. That's yeah, his, he, the exasperation of it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, all right. Two different MVPs before we go. MVP for somebody who was on the, actually on the cast, which I think we have to include Albert Brooks because I think he's on the show now. Incredible. Incredible. So who is your MVP? My MVP is JB Smooth for this episode. Yeah, my, it's Leon, of course. And, I, and yeah. I, like I said, I was so gratified for him to play such a prominent role. Great, Leon. Uh, all right. Non-cast MVP. I think it was, what was Mary? What's her last Maria name? Maria Sophia. No, no. The, the, oh. jo- the one oh, JB Mary picked. Ferguson. Mary Ferguson. I think Mary, the Mary Ferguson who got, who got picked to go on the Asia <laughs> trip was my non-show MVP. The who do you, who do you Mary have? Ferguson. The first Mary Ferguson no, is no. your... No, the second one. The one oh, he the picks. the second Mary Ferguson. Who dated the Clipper. Who didn't date the Clipper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, we're going to see her again. So her, she's got a lot. The ceiling is still, we haven't seen her ceiling yet, which is just, just terrific. Thank God. I love the energy. And Lucy Liu, I think gets special honors oh. for something. I don't know what the honors are. She played the, she played the part pretty weird. Like she was pretty cold. Well, I think cold after, like it seemed. But even before she's like not. It was kind of one of those things. It was like, wow, why are these two together? It was one it of those. Was, it, I, I would have liked the backstory. It would be, be funny to hear like a behind the scenes. Here's the backstory of how Larry how and met. Lucy Liu got to be. Yes, it's together. Well, because the thing, you know, the thing with Larry David, he he got divorced, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. But, you know, he he's out there. Like he, he gets okay. attractive ladies. Women love Larry David. With good, re- I mean, with good reason. With good like reason. He, it is completely realistic that Lucy Liu is somebody that he would go on five dates with. <laughs> well, for me, I can't give the non-cast MVP or the new character MVP to Maria Sophia until I, I make peace. You know what, with her, <laughs> what she, her agenda is? I'm really worried. It really, she bothers me. So my uh, new character MVP is, is Mr. Dementia. Dennis Zweibel, the jeweler. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think we see him again. I think he was a one and done. I think oh, we see. No, we, 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 I would love him as a recurring character. The dementia is important. I also know you love any scene when there's at the country club and people are getting ready to play golf. That's a fact that it was. All, it all, felt like I actually I, I don't know this for a fact, but the two guys who come in at the end and he's like, oh, I thought I complimented your driver. I don't think those are real actors. I think those are people Larry plays golf with. <laughs> so if you look carefully, if you watch it again, watch those two guys. The one guy on the right like doesn't say anything and has complete there in the headlights. So it's clearly Larry's golf buddies would be my guess. <laughs> but uh, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. All right, Joe House. First episode of Curb in the Book. Listen, let's be honest. Deep down, every time they go back to the well with a new season, we get a little worried that it's going to be the Jordan on the Wizards kind of you know, like, oh, they stayed a season too long. I did not feel that way last night. Now, you didn't no, either. No, no. That, that was a tremendous showing. I really feel like we're set up for some terrific storylines. There weren't even only only a couple, like, 
genuine laugh out loud, belly laugh moments from, from last night. I mean, it wasn't even like a, a full hit parade of laughs, but it delivered the goods. It set us up for so many delightful paths that we're going to go down. All right. This podcast, I don't know if we're doing another episode too. I don't, maybe we just do mid-season rewards. If next season is amazing, we'll pop back next week, but we're monitoring. You and I are monitoring this curb season. We're on and it. We're here for reactions when warranted. This podcast was produced by Sasha Shaw. We are coming back maybe next week, but at least with the mid-season awards on the on the Prestige TV podcast. See you with uh, Succession on this pod with Sean and Joanna on Wednesday. See you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.